0: live from America we're listening to the hip hop patriots The most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars and it's been said if we lose that war and in so doing lose this way of freedom of ours history will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening Well, i think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers not too long ago two friends of mine were talking to a cuban refugee a businessman who had escaped from castro And in the midst of his story, one of my friends turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to. And in that sentence, he told us the entire story. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. That is right, Ronald
1: Reagan. And um, I don't think there was any more truer words uh, spoken by a president. If we lose freedom and we lose everything here, That our wonderful military provides for us every single day. Then there is no other place to run to on earth. This is it folks. America is number one. And it's time that we give the rest of the world. Including the communists right here in this country. A refresher course. On just why this country is so great. And just what makes this beautiful country of ours so exceptional from sea to shining sea. Welcome to Live from America, ladies and gentlemen. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and I'm coming to you live from the live, free, or die state of New Hampshire, and I am honored to be with you tonight, both on social media, uh, podcast, and Digital TV and cable TV across the country on Real America's Voice News, Pluto Channel 240, Samsung TV Channel 1029, of course, Roku, Fire Stick, Apple TV, Android TV, and cable stations across the country. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We started off this morning's show reading the names and ranks and what branch of military the veterans of the audience of Live From America, um, where they're from, who are they, and honoring them. So I decided today that I would do a video this morning, which I did, where I asked people across social media to put their names of their family members, past or present veterans, uh, and their names, their rank, and what branch of military they were in, so I could read it and honor them. Um, I will not have enough time to get through all of them, but I I got a good portion of them done this morning, and I would like to continue that, tonight, if you will allow me to. So ladies and gentlemen, let me go ahead and read to you some of the names of some of the great people who fought for this country uh, related to the audience members of Live From America. Uh, Earlier, I don't know where, excuse me, earlier, I don't know exactly where we left off Uh, but I think that I got a good idea where we were, so uh, (laughs) uh, bear with me and we'll try to get through this right now. Um, Larry R. Dickinson, Vietnam. Thank you, Larry, very, very much. I'd also like to thank uh, Jeff Jeff Stelzig, United States Navy, 30 years. Also, Commander Lionel R. Muncy, U.S. Coast Guard, 22 years. Tim Tuffley, the Korean War. We've got Sherry Burnett, Sergeant Sherry Burnett, U.S. Army, who watches live from America. God bless you, Sherry. Thank you for your service. Dave Smith of the Air Force. Ewan Duncan McDonald of the United States Navy, World War II. Nick uh, Nick Gustafson, Corporal in the Marine Corps, Helicopter Crew Chief. God bless you and thank you very much. Dennis Alba, of course, uh, Vietnam War and, and shout out to Rival Design and Kara Alba. Thank you very much, Lorenzo Esparza, United States Navy, and his wife Carmen actually put his name in here. So God bless you and thank you very much. Trinette Michelle has nominated her husband, U.S. Coast Guard of 30 years. He retired now. God bless. Um, we've also got uh, Phyllis Leffler, Phyllis Leffler, excuse me, uh, Niegevin, uh the United States Army nurse. Edwin J. Christensen, Staff Sergeant of the United States Army. God bless you and thank you. Dana L. Christensen, Petty Officer, Third Class United States Navy. Jonathan C. Christensen, Petty Officer, Second Class United States Navy. Of course, Sarah Hampton says, My little sister gave her life in the United States Navy at the age of 23. Lydia Welch, Aviation Mechanic. Daniel Naylor. Barbara Naylor, of course, one of the great audience members of uh, Life from America, who's made a lot of apparel and coffee cups here for Life from America. Um, Daniel Naylor, 7th Infantry, 62 through 69. Perry Hampton, United States Navy, served 14 years. God bless you and thank you. Bruce Simpson, United States Navy. Robert Jackson, Mobile, Alabama Army Specialist, E4. Charles R. Barnett, Sr., United States Air Force hannah cruiser united states national guard and of course i'd also like to thank um john mills of the united states army folks thank you very much for your service thank you very much for your sacrifice god bless you and god bless the united states of america and may we continue to show the world excellence in our armed forces excellence From sea to shining sea because just like ronald reagan says this is the last beacon of freedom and hope and if we lose it here there is nowhere else to run so one more time ladies and gentlemen god bless all of our servicemen and women thank you very much and I, uh, I, I wish I could say more. I wish I could spend the entire hour highlighting some of these great names who fought for our country. I just want to thank everybody who sent in <clears throat> the names and the ranks and the uh, the branch of the military that your family members were in. I know that days like this, especially if they're not even here with us anymore, uh, you know, we, we celebrate them on Memorial Day as well. Uh, but if they're not here anymore, you know, I know that's I know that's hard and we commend you very much for um uh, for the sacrifice of your families. Uh, my, grandf- my grandfathers were both in the, uh, in the uh, one was in the Marines, one was in the Army. My uncles, I have aunts, cousins, I myself was in the National Guard. So I just want to thank you all out there. God bless you. And ladies and gentlemen, I'd also like to give a big thanks out to Khaki Cole. Uh, Khaki Cole uh, sent in a beautiful, wonderful card. And a donation and some handmade soap. God bless you. Made from goat's milk, I believe it was. I, I want to thank you so very much. And of course, I want to show you one beautiful gift that was also sent to me by Teresa Mills, who has sent wonderful and beautiful gifts before. But check this out for the new studio. God bless you, Teresa. Thank you guys for all the gifts. Thank you for all the donations. Thank you for the cards. And uh, I truly, truly appreciate it. All right, folks, let's go to the Lord. And while we go to the Lord, please. Um, say prayers for uh, for Dana Lynn. Dana Lynn, I was asked to, uh, by her mother to uh, to uh, say prayers for Dana Lynn as she is going through surgery right now. And of course, um, you know we've made a lot of difference with our prayers here on Live from America. So let's continue to do that uh, for those who ask for the prayers. November eleventh, year of our Lord, twenty twenty one. Ladies and gentlemen, reading from Jesus calling, I created the world gloriously beautiful, and I want you to appreciate beauty when you see it. However, even more beneficial than sight is hope, which is itself a kind of vision. It enables you to see through the eyes of your heart things that are not yet. Interesting. Practice hoping for these things you do not see, both for this life and the next. Romans 8.25 from the New King James Version reads, If we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. And from Hebrews 11.1, 1, not Shebrews, Hebrews, Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. And before you turn out the light and go to sleep tonight, you guys, train the eyes of your heart on me. I offer you the hope of heaven as my promise to you. And I would like to say that um, my church uh, here in New Hampshire, uh, Calvary Baptist Church, they have these beautiful signs. Uh, these yard signs kind of look like, you know, political signs, but they say, Jesus is my hope. And um, I we donated, a, uh, I think it was enough to make a thousand of them for people to hand out at church for people to put in their yards. And I think my wife and I are going to purchase another 2,500 of those. And, we, uh, and we'll have them at some point, probably by the first of the year on JeremyHarrell.com as well, but not for sale. We're going to figure out ways to give them away. We're going to figure out ways to give them away as our little uh, as our little attempt to get the name of Jesus in the front yard of everybody's house for everybody to see. Amen? All right, let's go to the Lord's Prayer. Let's say it together. Let's think of Dana Lynn. Let's think of all these people that ask for prayers on Life from America. Let's think of the... Uh, you might have somebody in your family, somebody that you know, a neighbor that's down on their luck. Uh, think about them. Help them. Reach out to them and pray for them as we all say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, And folks, you do know that you are on the right path if you can actually say a sincere prayer for Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, and the rest of the illegitimate government that is trying to pull the wool over on our eyes every day. Once you can get to that point, then I think you're on the right path. Let's take our first break here on Real America's Voice News. We'll come back with the first and foremost section, New Poll Numbers out by two separate organizations showing how low biden continues to go we'll be right back after this stay tuned thank you and god bless um respecting our service member members our service members act is to stop the vax mandates in the military says bad moon 001. well that could be the first thing that need, that needs to be the first thing that happens Definitely stopping the attack on our military men and women. Uh, forcing them to uh, make a health choice that they don't want to make. Um, Bargain Queen says, I just pray that they will have a change of heart and mind. That's all I can muster. I understand. I understand. And that's what I do too. I hope that Jesus touches their hearts. He's lower than low, says Bushy. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, I have way too long. I have long way to go, Jeremy, says God's wolf. I know. I know it's very hard. It is very hard. And thank you very much, BJ Hines. She says, great opening. I, I, I don't know if you're she or he, but they. Let's use the pronoun they. Um... Thank you for the donations already, folks. God, God bless you. I appreciate that. I really do. It's a, it's a huge help. Hey, did anybody watch this morning show? By the way, if you guys could do me a favor and share real quick. Uh, we're shy of numbers here. We want to make sure that everybody knows we're doing a show tonight for Veterans Day. I had a lot of questions on that earlier. Um, but uh, did any if anybody watched the show earlier, did you, <laughs> did you laugh as hard as I did? I went back and watched a little bit of it. And I got to say, man, that last portion of that show, right before tears came anyway. Um, that was a really funny, that was a funny moment of the show with the Microsoft staff, you know, explaining what they looked like. Nothing says uh, racism like having to explain yourself by the color of your skin. I am and I am a uh, Caucasian male, 42 years old. Oh, my name's Jose. I'm a Hispanic. It's like, what do we, I thought we got away from the color of skin and got to the content of character. I wasn't. I wasn't sure if that was a thing or not but uh I did I went home and I uh, I talked to my wife about the last story that we did about the little girl in Florida in Tampa Florida the eight-year-old second grader and I didn't even show the video to my wife all I did is explain to my wife what she said in her speech and my wife started crying and I said now imagine watching it and it wasn't the fact that It wasn't the fact that uh you know that they what they're doing to the little girl that's bad enough but it was the fact that she has to stand up there and do that you know what i mean as an eight-year-old girl and isn't out playing with her friends and isn't playing barbie or something like that you know what i mean like it's 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 the abuse that they're doing to these children and i'm going to tell you another thing too a lot of people say how could they do this to these children how could they do this to show well they don't care about kids Clearly, they don't care about kids. Oh, God bless you, Stacy. Stacy, $74, dollars She says, in the name and the honor of all of our veterans, continue your work, Jeremy. I will. I will. God bless you and thank you. But it's because they don't care about children. Look at the child abuse that they do with the child trafficking of these kids. Look what they do with the people coming across the border with kids. They don't care. They don't care at all. That's why this whole, you know, uh, give families $450,000 who were separated from their kids. You think that these evil people on the left care about these children one way or another? do not care about these kids that's why they're brainwashing them and masking them up but we're going to get to a little bit more of that later in the show because i want to touch i want to continue to touch on that a lot more i want people to wake up okay i know it's very hard to change everything about your life but when it comes down to the safety of your kids when it comes down to the future of your kids, or even when it comes down to what they're experiencing in their lives every day at school right now, you have to understand that nothing you are doing is more important than their safety. Nothing you're doing is more important than what they're exposed to, and nothing is that you are doing is more important than the future of your little, uh, your young young man or young woman that you're raising. Okay, so just I I, I want to continue to drive that home because there should be nothing that you are not willing to do to make sure that your child is safe. Nothing. Nothing. I would rather live under a bridge with my child than put my child through the abuse that the the public school (laughs) systems and society is putting children through today. Again, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. So, God bless you and thank you very much. Let's get back to it. Welcome back to Live from America, here from the Live Free or Die State. I am Jeremy Harrell, and you are watching here on Real America's Voice News and across social media platforms. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get to the first and foremost section right now, and that is what happened today with our pretend-to-be commander-in-thief, Joe Biden. Folks, for years, for years and years and years, there has been video footage, proof, not evidence, actual proof that joe biden is a plagiarizing racist corrupt politician he's never accomplished anything in his life outside of something skeezy in politics much like bernie sanders never had a normal job until he got jumped off off of one of his stoner friends couches brushed off the cheetos and ran and become became mayor in burlington vermont outside of that the worthless loser did nothing all of these, everything that people like Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and everybody else that's in their in in in, in their positions of lifelong corrupt politicians, they've only that they, you only know who they are, and they've only risen to where they are because of politics. That is it, skeezy, slimy politics. They're not public servants, and they don't care about the regular everyday people that they're supposed to represent. We've been telling you for years how racist Joe Biden is. We've been telling you for years how racist the Democrats are. But then I saw this today. And when I saw this today, I thought to myself, how on God's green earth can anybody defend this? But there's not going to be an opportunity to defend this because you will never see this on the mainstream media. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, this happened today. (laughs) <laughs> unbelievable
2: you know I've adopted the attitude of the great negro at the time pitcher in the negro leagues went on to become a great pitcher in the pros in the major league baseball after Jackie Robinson his name was Satchel Paige
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's let's play that again for all those in the back who didn't hear this because we know that mainstream media is not gonna play it. So I'll play it twice here on Real America's Voice News because the truth hurts sometimes and we need to break the truth out. Let's play this one more time.
2: You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time pitcher in the Negro League went on to become a great pitcher in the pros in the major league baseball after jackie robinson his name was satchel page
1: ladies and gentlemen what year does joe biden think he's in what year does joe biden think he's in i'm going to tell you a story and i'm not going to tell you who it is because i don't want to embarrass this person but this person is probably is in their 60s um somebody that i know and uh you know i have always had um uh, friendships with people who are not white all my life since I was a kid I've always hung out with people who are brown black white purple <laughs> it doesn't matter always right and I can remember when I was younger this this certain individual who's in their sixties um, they were I was sitting with a friend of mine named uh, LaRon and LaRon happened to be a black a black guy and uh, this person actually thought it was okay to use the word colored. Like they literally thought it was okay to use the word colored. Like they thought that was politically correct. Because they were, you know, brought up in the the fifties, the late fifties and the sixties. And I had to say to this person, wait, what did you say? And even my friend Lauren, who's black, was like, he understood, he got it, and he's like, We don't say colored anymore. It reminds me of this right here. What does does, does Joe Biden is he is he completely lost? Well, we know he's lost, but what year does he think he's in? To refer to anybody who's black as a negro that is like that you are so far out of touch with reality that it's clear that you have dementia now this isn't the history channel this isn't a movie where they're trying to depict something of that time this is 2021 that is supposedly the president of the United States of America up there using words like that, and you will not hear that on the mainstream media anywhere tonight. You might hear it on Fox News, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. that If that was Donald Trump, if that was Donald Trump Jr., if that was Ron DeSantis, if that was Governor Greg Abbott, if that was anybody else other than some loser on the left the mainstream media the, so fake news, the news is
2: fake. they would be having a heyday
1: they'd be having a field day with that but yet this guy can say that nobody took him to task the entire campaign leading up to the stolen election of november 3rd 2020 nobody held this guy to task nobody held his feet to the fire remember when he was on with charlemagne and he's like if you ain't if you ain't if you don't know who you're gonna vote for me or trump then you ain't black <laughs> what Like, like what? And that was like, I'm just giving you two of the many, many, many instances and circumstances that surround this guy using racial verbiage, verbiage, and also using racial slurs. I mean, the guy is a, he, I don't know, man. I don't know. A long story short, folks. I just wanted to highlight that um, as I got into his poll numbers. So let me read this for you real quick, folks. Um, Joseph Biden doesn't need the mainstream media to focus on what I just showed you. And they don't need to spend an ounce of energy on this anyway because of his poll numbers already are falling. Uh, The the bottom has fallen out. He's sinking like a rock, ladies and gentlemen. Brand new poll numbers from the Federalist and the Susquehanna uh, poll came out today. The poll which surveyed 800 Likely voters nationwide from November 1st to November 9th shows Joe Biden's overall approval ratings now at 36%. At 36%. I thought by mid-November he would be down to 32%. So let's see what happens over the next week. But right now he's at 36% among uh, overall amongst, uh, among likely voters. And his disapproval rating is now 52%. I think it's higher than that. Biden's approval rating amongst registered Democrats, this actually blew my mind, is just 70%. Compare that with what President Trump's approval ratings were with Republicans throughout his entire first term. And they were up in the upper 90s, ladies and gentlemen. Anything over 90 is, is incredible anyway, but President Trump had the upper 90s. Joe Biden doesn't even, he can't even break 70% with his own party. So when you have a overall approval rating. And you have a 70% approval rating amongst your own party. But then here's the killer right here. Here's the silent killer. Registered independents. His new poll numbers amongst registered independents is at 28%. 28%. When Steve Bannon talks about political capital, this is what he's talking about. When you have such low... Approval ratings and 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 you have such low support across the board from your party to independents to Republicans And then you've got cackling Kamala Harris who's even worse That spells nothing but disaster for this party and that is why you see them Barely getting anything done in Congress even though they have the White House the House and the Senate because there's too much infighting because there's a big portion of the Democratic Party who wants to go so far communism that they will not agree with the moderate Democrats or even the left-wing progressives. There's communism, there's progressives, and there's moderates. That's pretty much what the Democrat Party is, is is contains right now. And you've got the you've got too many progressives and communists, and there's not many moderate Democrats left. That's why they're not getting anything done. And you'll never get anything done with those kind of approval ratings. So Moving forward, looking forward, why do you think they're trying to ram as much in as they can right now? Because they know it's over. They know that there is no amount of cheating that can be done to overcome approval ratings in the 20% of independents and in the low 30% overall. There's You can't do it. It's impossible. It almost didn't happen when Joe Biden had a favorability rating of uh, 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 that was close to President Trump's during the campaign. I mean, where did he start out? Didn't he start out with like 51% or something like that? 50% and now he's down to 36. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I believe he's lower than 36, but I'll take the numbers at, at, their, uh, at face value. So that's where he is, folks. It's not good for him, and um, it's not really good for the country. As much as I'd like to sit here and go, ha, 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 it's not good for the country it's not good for any of us because the lower the poll numbers means that there's no support in this country for the person that is supposed to be leading us and the other countries around the world particularly our enemies north korea china russia they iran they're sitting back like ah let's just watch them eat themselves from the inside out and that's exactly what's happening right here folks it's a shame to see and uh but at the same time what did you think was going to happen? When you got a president running around uh, com- be, being as racist as you could possibly be, pooping his pants when he talks to, to leader, world leaders around the country, can't formulate an entire sentence at any cost, and, uh, and, and, and wages war on the American people and the children and the future, the children of this country, what did you think was going to happen? We told you so we told you so now moving on ladies and gentlemen I want to highlight Real America's Voice's own Drew Hernandez for a minute so Drew Hernandez is a reporter for Real America's Voice News last year during the events that you are um, seeing played out in court right now in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial during the events of last year when when Kyle Rittenhouse actually did what he did um, and protecting himself Drew Hernandez was an independent reporter on the ground he had cell phone footage and he had body cam footage of a lot of the stuff that happened that night well since that time drew hernandez has been um hired by real america's voice news to be a reporter on the ground he does a phenomenal job he covers things with no bias whatsoever he loves this country he loves the freedoms of this country and today he took the stand in the kyle rittenhouse trial and i'd like to play a little bit of that for you because the reason why i want to highlight drew here isn't just because he took the stand no, 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 no. There was many people with footage out there who could be called to take the stand. It's because of the rhetoric that he used, which is in direct contrast with Jerry Nadler saying that Antifa is an idea, which is in direct contrast of the mainstream... That
0: was false, and this uh, fake news was indeed fake news.
1: Fake news media was saying that this is a, Kyle Rittenhouse was out hunting black people and hunting brown people. All of that was complete garbage, and the way Drew Hernandez held himself today was was phenomenal. But the fact that he kept saying, kept using Antifa's name, and kept referring to the protesters as exactly what they are, which is rioters and looters, that right there, it was enough to make me say, man, that kid really had, he was on his game today. Because he didn't just get up there and tell the truth. He got up there and he highlighted uh, who these people really are, and he called them out by name. So ladies and gentlemen, here's a small snippet of Drew Hernandez. From Real America's Voice News, on the stand today in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Was there a period of
2: time then, closer to today, or this trial, that you were able to do that? Uh, Yes, I did that through my attorney. And were you able then to provide to both Mr. Rittenhouse's lawyers and the prosecution uh, a full set of the videos that you had mentioned that you had taken? Yes. And... So my questions to you initially will be this. Um, Were you kind of working by yourself that evening or were you working with a team or what? Yes,
3: last year I was working independently by myself.
2: And do you, is it fair to say that on that night you didn't know who Kyle Rittenhouse was? No. I don't know if you've heard this, but there's been other people mentioned uh, uh, Mr. Rosenbaum. Were you aware of who that was? No. Were you aware of uh, Mr. Huber or Mr. Grosskreutz? No. Okay, so you had no knowledge of any of these people prior to Bugs 25? Nope. Fair, okay. So looking back now, understanding, you're familiar with who Mr. Rittenhouse is now, correct? Yes. Have you um, had an opportunity to look back on your uh, videos to see if you had captured Mr. Rittenhouse on video, had any type of contact with him in any way? Uh,
3: I've had no contact with Kyle Rittenhouse, um, but I have looked at footage um, to just go over it, yes.
2: And does your footage capture any <coughs> Excuse me. Any contact, uh, maybe not personal contact, but anything that you saw Mr. Rittenhouse doing that evening? Yes. Can you describe that?
3: So Antifa and the rioters were going head to head with the police in front of the courthouse um, and as they were doing so. The police then responded. I think uh, they, I believe they called an unlawful assembly of some sort uh, because Antifa had their riot shields out. They were throwing rocks at the police officers. They were even trying to get inside of the hood of one of the police vehicles. Um, And this is all documented on footage that I submitted as well. Um, But to answer your question, when the rioters were being dispersed further down Sheridan uh, towards the car source um, dealerships down the street, um, the rioters were grabbing, Uh, concrete slabs they were throwing them on the floor to create more rocks and to throw them at police officers they were launching fireworks and other explosives that I couldn't identify Um, but as they were being pushed down the street um, they passed car source too. and the rioters identified individuals with long-arm rifles on top of the building and they immediately uh, attempted to agitate them um, to try and start some conflict with them saying you ain't the police you ain't the police um, the rioters initiated that conflict, um... actually um, on a mocha strike, he speculates the attack the people.
0: You need
2: to, to uh, proceed that question and answer. Great, okay. So, my, my question is this. Uh, did you see, in reviewing your videos, did you see Mr. Rittenhouse on the 25th?
3: Yes, and that at that point, Kyle Rittenhouse came out of car source too, and he attempted to de-escalate the situation. Okay,
2: so if I have this right, we've been all doing this for two
1: weeks now. But this is the so anyway, folks. That's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to highlight a little bit of what what um, Drew Hernandez was saying, and what he was saying is exactly right. <clears throat> Not only what he what he's saying was true, but the fact that he referred to them as rioters. That is what's needed to happen this entire time. Stop calling them protesters. Stop calling them innocent. Stop calling them innocent bystanders. They were rioters. And they went by the name of Antifa and BLM. So Jerry Nadler, why don't you try to put that one in your pipe and smoke it? Maybe you'll get an idea of what's really going on. Anyway, folks, we're going to take a quick break here on Real America's Voice News. We'll come back in just about 2 minutes and 30 seconds with more from right here from the live free or die state of new hampshire more live from america right after this stay tuned uh thank you guys i appreciate it so um somebody said that i did not post today's show on telegram the right show i posted earlier this morning's show and it looks like i definitely did that so let me go back let me go back now and actually post the right one in telegram just so people have it there it is Okay, the right one is now in Telegram, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate uh, I appreciate somebody pointing that out to me. I didn't know that. Okay, so <clears throat> that is what we need more of. We need more. And, and did you see the prosecution? They don't like when he calls them rioters. They don't like when he calls them, you know, anything other than what the narrative is. And the narrative is they're just protesters. They're just out there peacefully protesting. So big shout out to Drew Hernandez. Um, and by the way, folks. I was thinking of something earlier off-topic of this, and I kind of want to talk about this when I come back from the break. I have a way. It might not work because they really know what's going on here, but I have a way for Donald Trump to really back the entire left into a corner with this November 3rd steal of the election that they did last year. I have a way for, for Donald for Donald J. Trump to turn the tides back on the left and put the ball in their court as to whether they believe, or rather, the world believes that uh, that the election was stolen or not. And it's it, it, I don't know where it came to me from, and I'm surprised Trump hasn't done this already, uh, because we all know that uh, what they would find if they did a forensic audit of each fifty state of every fifty state, uh, each fifty state, they would find fraud everywhere. So I had an idea today, and I was thinking about it. and I was like, wow, I need to talk about that on tonight's show. Um, Yay, Jeremy, we got your back. I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I got your back, too. (laughs) Uh, They are enemy Marxists. Yes, they are. Love the ringtone. I know what was saying. Come here at 11 or 5, 10, 4, my time. Not sure what's going on there. These things go really, really fast, so I apologize. Uh, Can we all call ourselves an idea of the patriot movement? Well, why not? Uh, Why not? All of us that they're calling um, extremists, we'll just call ourselves an idea. We're just an idea of patriotism. Uh, Jeremy, your show glitches and skips. Thank you very much. Um, all people have to do is go to JeremyHarrell.com if they don't know what, uh, that it's on. Everything there, Jeremy tells everyone this every day. Yeah, you know what? I've told people that for months, and sometimes it's still uh, hard to get the the, uh, the point out. But thank you. I appreciate that. Um, they put the link up for you. Hip. Oh, thank you very much. God bless you. Uh, let's see. Came from God, Jeremy. Well, Mary, you might be right. So let's, um, let's come back from this break. I'm going to show you... Uh, I'm going to show you what it's like when you stand up and, and actually educate CNN and all of these people. And, and that's what Drew Hernandez was doing today. He was educating people on the right term, the right the right name to use when you're talking about uh, Antifa and BLM. And that is rioters, because that's what they are. That is rioters. Okay, let's do this right now. Uh, welcome back to Live from America, folks. Thanks for sticking around. Look, during the commercial break, I was telling the, uh, the audience that I had an an amazing idea today. And they don't come very often in my head, i got to be honest with you, but uh, I'm very surprised Donald Trump has not done this yet. And it would really, really turn the tables and put Donald Trump and all of us back on the offensive and put the ball in the court of the left that stole the election in 2020. What if President Trump did this? Ready for this? What if President Trump held a press conference and said to the American people, to the world, to everybody watching. I'll make a deal with you. I'm tired of this pit pat fighting around, this farting around. Let's make a deal. Let's get down to brass tacks. You you prove to me that you won the election. You can and 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 they'll say, "Well, we we we've got a certified election in every state." No, no, no. no. You prove to me by doing a 50 state forensic audit that you won the election. And the 50-state forensic audit has to be done very similar to the way that Arizona did it. There has to be everybody involved to make sure that there's no messing around or screwing around. You prove to me by doing a 50-state forensic audit the right way, not a recount, a forensic audit, and you prove to me by votes that he legally won with legal votes, then I will leave. I will not run again in 2024. I will drop this entire... talk about forensic audits and i will walk away from the from politics for life can you imagine what that would do because they would be forced to, to do it and if they said no it would open up the eyes and the ears of everybody who doesn't live and breathe politics and doesn't understand what's going on because that sounds fair doesn't it doesn't that sound fair if donald trump were to say look you hate my guts i get it You don't want me back in Washington, D.C. I get it. You don't want me back at the White House. I get it. So I'll make a deal with you, man, to whatever your pronoun is today, them, they, or whatever. We do a forensic audit, 50 states, a real forensic audit, and you prove to me that you won, not by some partisan you know biased uh secretary of state who certified an election actual proof to me forensic audit and i'll back off and i'll never run again and i'll walk and i'll ride off into the sunset with my billions and my family and i'll just walk away because you know dang well what we're going to find so it puts them between a rock and a hard place Either they have to do the forensic audit and prove that Trump won because a big base on the left is going to go, well, do it. Get him out of here. We hate his guts. This is, let's prove it to him, Biden, Harris. Come on. You know how the left would be. They, right? They Right? How dare you. And they would, they would want to do a forensic audit. Then you'd have half the Democrats who'd say, we can't do the forensic audit. Look what would happen. <laughs> Look what would happen. So anyway, long story short, we know they wouldn't agree to it, but just the mere act of doing it would make the world explode, and it would make millions of people call for a forensic audit. It's it's just about uh, it's just about you know playing that mental game with them, doing that psyop with them. If they're continuing to do psyops on us, let's do a psyop back on them, and let's put the uh, let's let's put the ball in their court because you know it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? You know they would never agree to it. But the fact of the matter is, Donald Trump would be would be appearing to offer an olive branch to these folks. And, and people in their own party would be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's take it. They wouldn't take it. And it would show the world that the, the, the reason why they don't want a forensic audit. Anyway, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. The best thing that can happen to the mainstream fake news media is when other media outlets, like actual newspapers, actual journalists, come onto their shows have a discussion with them and educate them on what journalism really is because either the, either the people like Brian Stelter at CNN either they know what's going on and they're part of the game or they're truly so detached from reality that they think everything that they are, that they are doing stories on is true but i'm going to show you right now uh, that newsweek and ed- the editor for newsweek came on cnn and absolutely scorched the liberal media's obsession with Wokeism, because the liberal media is just loves all. They're all about wokeism, right? But watch how Brian Stelter actually, excuse watch? me, watch how Brian Stelter actually gets taken to task here when it comes to to uh, to wokeism, because that's exactly what happens. And uh, Brian Stelter doesn't like it, but to, but it needs to happen more and more. We need to get other real journalists to school and educate these people that think they're journalists, because it might just make a difference. Maybe not, but we got to keep doing it anyway. Check this out.
3: Stranglehold that you describe in the book. You say the media is in this woke stranglehold. So again, what 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 corners of the media, and how do you get out of that stranglehold?
4: It's a great question. So I, I mean, I spent a lot of time on the New York Times in my book because, hmm. as a you know, as the former paper of record, as I like to say, um, they get outsized attention because they have an outsized responsibility as a leader in the industry. Um, and what we really saw in in the New York Times is again and again personnel decisions being made to suit. Um, the very very woke pressures of online mobs that were in, oftentimes created by their own employees. So and okay, that so has a liberal
3: employee, younger liberal employees pressuring management to take certain actions, right? Is that what that means?
4: Exactly. Right.
3: Yeah. But don't we also see that these staffers, they're just they're trying to push for a place they believe will be a more perfect newsroom, a more perfect union, a more perfect opinion page? Isn't that just that's just a common tug of war that happens? It's happened for decades.
4: Well, what we're really seeing is that it has influenced the coverage, right? So it's not that some people want to have their say, it's that they literally have imported these highly, highly specialized radical academic ideas. And if you don't hew to these very radical, specific elite ideas, you get thrown out essentially. We're not talking about debate here, we're talking about the silencing of debate. And I I think what happened, you know, Glenn Youngkin's victory was a perfect example of this. The media's response to Youngkin's victory is literally the reason that he won, right? How did oh, they respond? On. There's
3: 100 medias, 100 reactions. You're, you're being pretty overly generalized, I think.
4: Let, let me get more specific okay. for you, okay? Because okay. I, I have to say, I have to admit, having watched CNN all week, there's been a lot of very, very, very good genuflection on this front. Um, but what happened right after the election was you saw host after host after host on MSNBC saying, oh, this is a victory for white supremacy, right? White supremacy wins again. Racism wins again. When, you know, the lieutenant governor that Youngkin won with will be the first black woman to hold that job when glenn youngkin managed to flip majority black districts when he managed to get between 40 and 50 percent of latino voters are all of those people white supremacists of course they're not they're people who are worried about number one the economy right and number two, schooling. And it seems to me it is such a self own to tell people who are worried about the economy that that is white supremacy, right? Mm. You are essentially criminalizing the views of working class Americans. And you saw the same thing with the conversation around critical race theory, right? You saw all of these pundits being like, these people don't know what critical race theory is. That is not um, a political statement. That is a class statement. Mm. They are not educated enough to be opposed to critical race theory, how dare they oppose it?
1: And, and, and she's right. And did you see Brian Stelter? He was, like, mesmerized. He was like, this is real? What you're telling me is real? Everybody's not racist? You mean you mean to tell me that the, that the world isn't racist? Oh, my. So either he's completely oblivious and that's stupid, or he's got a narrative he's, and he's in on it. Regardless, it's nice to see somebody with a brain come on CNN and actually tell their five viewers what's really going on. Regardless, that editor for, um, for Newsweek is going to go ahead and get the Smarty Award of the day. Here on Live from America. Because anytime that anybody can put the mainstream media in their place and take them to task on anything, it's a good thing for America. And by the way, going back to that idea of President Trump doing that, it's not to actually get a forensic audit in every 50 states. We know that's not going to happen. It's literally... To do reverse psychology on the left and get half the left freaking out saying let's do it let's do it let's do it it's just about to show the world who who these people exactly are and what they're what exactly they're afraid of because you got to understand folks you're watching me we talk about this every day but there is a massive a massive portion of this country that has no idea that there's even a possibility that the election was stolen in 2020. That's why I'm saying it. I'm not thinking that we're actually going to get a forensic audit of each 50 state. And by the way, it looks like Trump's gearing up to do a lot of big things anyway coming up in the very near future. The whole point in this was to turn the narrative back on the left, not to actually get forensic audits. we got to think PSYOP here. That's what they do to us every single day. All right, let's move on real quick. I've been saying this for a long time, folks, but moderate Republicans who don't believe that rhinos like Lindsey Graham... Mitt Romney, Liz Cheney, and others are dangerous to this party. They need to be educated that this is no longer the party of the past. This is no longer the Republican Party of the past. That those people like Liz Cheney, the Lindsey Grahams, the Mom Jeans, Mitt Romney, they are not what this party, uh, the people of this party want anymore. They are very dangerous. OK, especially to, to Donald Trump's uh, America first agenda moving forward. And there's a lot of moderate, moderate Republicans out there that just are still grap- grasping on to the ideas of a George W. Bush or the ideas of a, uh, of, of a John McCain um, or, you know, the older party that, that, that still continues to make up a majority of the, the, higher, the hierarchy of the, of the Republican Party. But there's none more dangerous, ladies and gentlemen, than the wolf in sheep's clothing that I call Mike Pence. Okay, now I personally took what Mike Pence did to us on January 6th very, 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 very hard. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of faith invested into Mike Pence as a fellow man of God, somebody that should have done the right thing, and he didn't. Well, folks, he showed his true colors on January 6th, and he's shown his true colors again. You're not going to believe this, ladies and gentlemen, but Mike Pence... An aide came out for Mike Pence, an assistant came out for Mike Pence, and said that he is willing to actually work with Nancy Pelosi's January 6th unselect committee and come in and testify in court, or not in court, excuse me, in, in congressional hearing about January 6th. This guy is the last guy that the Trump administration wants going and testifying at a congressional hearing. He is up to the same tricks that Liz Cheney is up to. He is of the same mind. He is of the same political um, uh, agenda uh, that, that Liz Cheney has and that people like Adam Kinzinger has and that people like Mom Jeans Mitt Romney have. So, he again, he showed his true colors on January 6th, and now he's just made it known that he is very willing to, um, he said he's willing to actually work with the January 6th commission. I wonder what President Trump thinks about this guy. Honestly, I wonder what he thinks about this guy in his head. Like, wow, wow! I was I was literally tricked into picking you for a vice president, and you are nothing but a weak, woke, coward, cut from the same cloth as General White Rage, Millie. This guy continues to disappoint, and if he thinks he's got a snowball a snowball's chance, and you know where, of running for any any seat, any any elected uh, seat ever again, he's sadly mistaken because. The real Republican Party, the new Republican Party, we want nothing to do with this guy, and he is going to go and he's going to make a mockery of the Trump camp, of the Trump administration. He's going to make a mockery of the United States of America, and he's going to make a mockery of himself. And um, I don't really know what else to say about that. I just wanted to make sure that you were aware that uh, that they are going to be working with the January 6th Commission. Uh, ultimate deceiver, wolf in sheep's clothing, ladies and gentlemen, worse than a rhino, very, very, very much worse than a rhino look we're going to take one more commercial break here on real america's voice news and when we come back ladies and gentlemen we're going to be uh, highlighting a very very serious issue that's going on here in this country right now a very serious issue and that is physicians and places like walgreens giving people the wrong shot not good we'll be right back right after this Trump pick a handful of scumbags. Yeah, he did. He, but you know what? It was the Republican Party that did that. Trump Trump thought that once he once he cleared the path out of rhinos uh, in the in the um, in the primaries of 2016 that he thought that the Republican Party would join in around him. And for the most part, the people that did were only kissing his butt for a reason. A lot of them didn't. And the Republican Party, for for the most part, those older folks like uh, like the. Uh, Mike Pence and them they're all wrong. They're very 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 wrong. So Mark, uh, Mark even I don't even I didn't even like Meadows and those guys around Trump. If Trump comes back, he's got to come back with a completely new group of people outside of Kaylee McEnany and people that we know are loyal to President Trump. That's for sure. Um Trader Benedict Pence. Nan 77 Jeremy, I need to talk to you. Please let me know the best way. It's important. Thank you. The best way is probably Telegram. <clears throat> Telegram or messaging me on uh, Instagram or Getter even, uh, those are probably the best ways where I'll see it the quickest. Uh, The GNP is replacing the GOP, and it's doing it rapidly as well. And thank God for President Trump uh, letting us know who all these people were, because if not, they would have just stayed in the shadows, folks. Trump should have cleaned house when he got into the White House. I agree. I agree 100%. But again, he didn't know until it was too late. And the, the of course, the entire last year of his presidency was 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 weighed down by COVID and, and and the Wuhan virus. So I mean, he I mean, he was up against everything. You know what I mean? What is he testifying to? Trump did nothing. Well, time will tell, won't it? Because I guarantee you, they're going to doctor and tailor their questions to make it look like whatever answer that traitor Mike Pence gives, even if he's not there to try to take Trump down, is going to look bad. I could I bet that. Um, Angela, Fiona1, awesome. Not sure what you mean, but uh, I agree, Jeremy. Trump needs new people at his side. He needs Mike Pompeo at his side. I agree, Mike Pompeo is a stand-up dude. He needs to definitely have Mike Pompeo stay around. Do you think he knew keep your enemies close? He might have. He might have, but you guys got to understand something, too. Trump was out of his element. Trump was not in the business realm. He was in the political realm deep, which he had never been in that deep before. So I think he was out of his league. Uh, but I think he very much understands it now and you're gonna see a very different second uh, second uh, presidency from Donald J Trump. Judas Iscariot Pence he out ha- he had his son-in-law in his ear too. yeah, that's another one. Uh, that's another one that I don't want around President Trump as his son-in-law. I, th- there's something about that guy that I don't trust. You know what I mean? Did you hear about the little girl in Florida that changed their mind? No more mask mandates? Oh really? Is that what we're talking about?. <laughs> Yes. Jeremy, you have to listen to Patel. Cash Patel, yeah, I know who he is. Mark Meadows in the know. He knows everything, and he will be part of the new government. Ah, I know. I know, I know. There's some reason President Trump loves Mark Meadows. But I'm not saying Mark is bad. All I'm saying is completely clean house. Only keep very few people around that you know are loyal. And Kaylee McEnany he's definitely one of them. Um. All right, here we go. Let's come back. Welcome back to Live from America on this Veterans Day. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for watching here on Real America's Voice News. Look, for a long time, I've been telling you, uh, I've I've reported on four different occasions where Walgreens has given the wrong shot to people. The first one was a 16-year-old girl from Arizona who happened to be in California, went in for her annual flu shot, ended up getting the COVID shot instead. The next one was a baby ladies and gentlemen, who went in, or not a baby, but a, a toddler, who went in and ended up getting an adult dose of the COVID shot. And then there were two more instances where people went in looking for the flu shot, and of course, were given the wrong shot. That is a very, very dangerous thing, ladies and gentlemen. And if you ask me, I think it's assault at the highest level. But let me read you this new very, very, very dangerous and damning story. And where else but Loudoun County, Virginia. Loudoun County, Virginia, according to the Washington Examiner and state officials, a pharmacy in Loudoun County, Virginia, was found to have been administering the wrong COVID-19 vaccine to children aged five to 11. Instead of receiving the heavily diluted version that was approved by the FDA for use in children, of the age of that age, over 100 doses were given that are meant for everyone else's ages 12 and plus. Okay, but uh, 12 plus between November 3rd and November 4th, the Virginia Department of Health said that it believes Ted Pharmacy in Aldi gave a total of 112 children, according to NBC Washington, who were under the ages of 12 uh, under the age of 12, the wrong COVID vaccine. And because of the incident, federal and state officials removed the pharmacy from the state's vaccination program and repossessed any COVID vaccines that were still left at the location. Ted Pharmacy claimed that the wrong doses were accidentally given when they were questioned by state officials, but their excuse was directly contradicted by parents who say that they questioned the staff about the version of the vaccine when their children received the jab folks this is not only child abuse this is negligence this is assault whatever you want to call this you cannot continue to give to be to to be this out of touch or or maybe this is their agenda i don't know but you cannot do this ladies and gentlemen people need to go to jail for this stuff If this had happened to my child, I would not be here right now doing this show because I would be behind bars. I can tell you that right now. If I come and try to get a flu shot for my kid, which I would never do, but just say I did, and they gave my child a COVID shot, and it was an adult dose at that, and they put my child at risk for myocarditis or anything else that, you know what I mean, blood clotting or anything like that, I would lose it. So how I, I don't understand how these ab- these people are lab- able to even continue to keep a, a license to have any kind of pharmacy open. Their license should have been yanked that day, and they should have been shut down completely. How do you do that? A hundred and twelve children, folks. A hundred and twelve. Now, the CDC came out yesterday and said that even if a child is fully vaccinated, they still have to wear masks. In, in, in states where they're still doing mask mandates, that is. So we, we know that this thing only lasts for a little while and then wears off and doesn't work, but yet we're treating it like it's the end-all, be-all. You know what I mean? Who cares about any kind of, uh, uh, you know, homeopathic, you know, clean ways of keeping yourself, you know, protected from COVID-19? No, no, you need to get this man-made shot for this man-made virus, and here you go, hope you don't die. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's incredible to me. And today my wife and I saw a, a huge line uh, down by the fire department. I'm like, what's going on here? Is it a food drive or something? Nope. Come to find out, ladies and gentlemen, it was all the parents in this town that I live in lining their children up like sheep for the, now that it was, it was today was the first day in my town that they were giving it to children five to 11 and they lined them right up. There must've been three, 400 kids in that line. And I drove by and I thought to myself, wow, just wow you know what i mean like if this was a vaccine that we'd have had around for a decade i'd be oh, whatever but to just bring your child in and give them this after we know that there's tens of thousands of deaths hundreds of thousands of adverse reactions tens of thousands of children who are who are getting completely i don't know i'm just i'm almost done talking about COVID. i just can't i just can't understand Why people are just so happy with letting their kids just get some experimental shot that hasn't even been in the market for for a full two years. And here we go, just lining our kids up like lambs to the slaughter. I know that there's a lot of people here that watch this show that that are doing it as well, and I just don't understand it. I guess I live in a different world than you when it comes to shots and your your body autonomy and, and, I don't know. It's not, it's, not, it's not a good thing, I can tell you that. Look, we're going to take one more break. We're going to come back with some good news here on this Veterans Day um, for, from Project Veritas, and we'll be right back. So sad to see many are still asleep. And look, look, I know that there's a lot of people watching Real America's Voice News that are not going to agree with me. They're going to say, "What is this guy talking about? Who's he anyway? He's not a doctor. He's no, you know, pharmacist or physician. No, I'm not. I just have a little bit of common sense, and I have a lot of of. uh, uh, I'm very adamant against people abusing their children and putting their children through some kind of lab rat experiment. That's what I'm against, and most people should be as well. If you're an adult and you want to get the shot, that's your your entire to do that but you should not be forcing your children to take this kind of stuff i can tell you that right now uh ask the jews from 1940 how it happened exactly um what wow with a survival rate of of whatever that was 90 something percent i would love good news says oz fan well i'm going to give you some right now don't understand it either people yeah it's 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 a crazy world we live in i i i never never thought that i would see this day not in America, anyway. You could see, you see stuff like this in South America or in Asia, but you never think you'd see stuff like this in America. Anyway, welcome back to Live from America here on Real America's Voice News. Look, i got to give you some good news before we bounce, and that is that a federal judge has ordered the Department of Justice to immediately stop extracting data from James O'Keefe's cell phone that the FBI confiscated when they did their raid the other day. And this uh, federal judge also ordered a uh, an immediate hearing as soon as possible to go over the. Um the rights that were violated uh the of of james o'keefe from the fbi and 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 taking things that they did not have the the uh the right to take in order to just get to the bottom of of, uh, of ashley biden's diary and what was in it it's so damning to the president that they are now breaking the law and confiscating stuff that they have no right to confiscate so Big shout-out to this federal judge who ordered the Department of Justice to stop immediately of extracting the information from James O'Keefe's phone, but you know it's too late. You know the Department of Justice already knows everything he's going to be working on in the future, and they're already warning everybody that was about ready to be put on blast from Project Veritas that... That what's going on and that's exactly what they wanted they just wanted to know what James O'Keefe was up to they just wanted to know what Project Veritas was up to so that they could pr- help protect the FDA or whoever else that uh, Project Veritas was about to take down so for right now anyway a federal judge has ordered um, <clears throat> in, the, uh, in the way of, of, of James O'Keefe and Project Veritas so that's some good news to leave you with uh, tonight ladies and gentlemen that's going to do it for Live from America thank you for sticking around it's been a rough week I know, but happy Veterans Day. Uh, Spend the rest of the evening with your families. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. for more live from America. Until then, remember, there are right ways.